Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today, I'm joined by somebody who I met because of a particular challenge. Uh, You probably remember one of the guests a couple of episodes ago talking about the fact that they were from Alaska originally. And this person, uh, after the call, I think it was, uh, said that I would find it very difficult to get somebody who ran a business or helped other businesses from Alaska. Well, today, listeners, I'm joined by BJ Strome, and she is a mother of two. She's an entrepreneur at heart and has spent over 42 years in business. She's built two businesses, training entrepreneurs, raising up leaders, and coaching business owners from a variety of industries. She has the privilege of living off-grid in beautiful, I think it's southeast Alaska, I think that's where you're located, and hosts yearly retreats to train and bless dedicated entrepreneurs. She is an author, a coach, a business trainer, and of course, retreat hosts dedicated to making a difference in the world. Welcome to today's episode, BJ. It's great to have you with us. Thank you, Simon. It's great to be here. It's an honor. So I I said Southeast uh, Alaska. Have I got that about right? Tell us a little bit more, purely because I just want to put this guy in his place so that I wouldn't get anybody from Alaska. Just explain a little bit more for validation (laughs) of where you are in Alaska. Okay. So most of the cruises go in Southeast Alaska from Ketchikan to Juneau. And that's kind of a main run. We live in that stretch right in there in the Southeast Passage where everybody loves to cruise and our cruises take you into the little harbors that the big cruises can't. So that's where we live. Uh, Okay, great, great. Well, there you go, there we have it. Um, I've never been to Alaska and Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure what the weather conditions are at the moment. So, you know, when I've traveled across Canada, I I tend to stay to sort of the middle of Canada, uh, which is a bit more temperate perhaps. Tell us a little bit about the the weather that you have there, Alaska, at the moment and what the expectation of when it's going to turn, perhaps. Well, I used to think it was super cold in Alaska, too, but most of the really cold weather is farther up north, um, Fairbanks, Anchorage, and and even farther, and on to the interior. We get weather a lot like the, the... Pacific Coast, Oregon, Washington Coast. So we're right on the ocean. So it's not necessarily as cold, although winter has hit. Um, It's already froze several times, you know, like that frost on the ground and the ground is hard. Um, So we haven't gotten any snow here. So, but I know we will. Usually, I would say it's probably a lot like the Oregon, Washington, not quite as cold as Montana, because that gets a little bit more cold. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, and we and we've had a couple of frosts here uh, as well in the UK. So uh, quite early for us, you know. But then we've yeah. got warm and wet at the moment. So uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although we're a country, we're literally a very small island in the middle of an ocean. So we're very much affected by the ocean, as probably you are. 
but yeah. definitely time to grab a cup of hot coffee, hot tea, whatever it is. And I can see you've got your, your mug there, BJ. So tell us a little bit about what you're drinking today and why then. I am not a coffee drinker, but I love tea. Okay. I love black tea. And um, this happens to be just a basic constant comment. My daughter and I do fun little tea parties and she will order tea samples. And because I'm off grid, yeah. we do our tea parties on Zoom and try out new teas together. And it's a great way for us to connect just like yeah. this is for people to connect with you over coffee and conversations. Um, yeah, warms your tummy and makes it happy. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've joined you with tea today. So actually what I've got is a Yorkshire tea is what oh, I'm yeah. drinking. I don't drink tea black very often. It, I go to a particular cafe and the lady there, she's the opposite to me. So I have black coffee, white tea, tea with milk. Uh, she's the opposite. Uh -huh. So she's, you know, white coffee, black tea. Uh, so yeah, mine's got a little splash of milk in it as well. Nice. Uh, and, and I've got a, a packet that I've just about eaten of ginger nut cookies as well so uh, i love Perfect. anything ginger wise so that's that's great so that's, that's where i am today but it, it's interesting that the size of the mug that you've got as well is probably quite large and we're probably not not far off the same size in our <laughs> mug so i think mine holds nearly a pint of, of tea so Ooh, well cheers yes cheers yeah good help <laughs> so where when you say off grid, and you just mentioned they're having you know, a, a tea party with your daughter, when when you say off grid, I feel that that is completely off grid. Yet you're off grid and have a Zoom call. So, just tell me a little bit more about what off grid means to you. Well, off grid means that there's no electric, uh, no electric lines, mm -hmm. no water lines coming from any major source. Everything has to be created sure. where we're at. And uh, we are on 30,000 acres of um, native Alaskan land yeah. be, uh, that was logged at one time. And so everything is run by a big generator, not okay. really that big, but a generator yeah, yeah. that runs a lot of the electrical and then propane. And the only way to get to us is by float plane helicopter ah, or okay. boat so we're off grid yeah 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 so uh, the internet access is that satellite internet access um, yeah. yeah we used to have we used to have something called HughesNet, but now we have starlink i see yeah there's a there's a different conversation because i've looked at starlink and i quite like the mobile version of starlink so perhaps as i travel i can take it along with me and i'm quite interested right. in in that yeah fascinating and I just want to share one thing with, with you and everybody listening as well. One of my uh, best friends in the world uh, who sadly passed away quite a few years ago now, uh, he got me into helicopter flying and I love flying helicopters. So I'd definitely be able to get to you. That'd be okay. But yep. he, he got a fixed wing license and he wanted to go to Canada on the lakes to take his float plane license. Uh, and he never made it, unfortunately, to that. He w really wanted to do that and sadly passed away before he got the chance. But, yeah, I, I don't know whether landing a plane on the ground is harrowing enough. Landing it on water, yeah, I'm not quite sure whether that would work or not. But, yeah, heli <laughs> helicopters, I'd get into your backyard anytime. That'd be okay. Yep. 
30,000 aid because I can just about land in that, so that'd be okay. Yep, that's cool. So, thinking about your own business uh, and you know several aspects to it, being in business, I think uh, 42 years was it that I said on the bio. What's been the latest or most significant thing, BJ, that you have actually worked on or fixed in your own business? One of the things that I'm working on right now, which is exciting, is taking some of the core elements of building your business, anybody's business, which is the communication skill sets and acquiring new clients and turning that program into something simple and more engaging and easier to implement. And I'm excited about this process because I've been doing it for a long time, but being able to tweak something and make it even more engaging, more fun and easier to implement really excites me. Yeah, and I think people these days uh, are going away from complexity to the ease of implementation. So yes, I want the detail, but I want something that I can work with and implement easily and quickly. Uh, And that doesn't always mean that it's not going to be hard work, um, but it needs to be something that, yeah, I, I think is implementable. I was trying to think how to phrase it. Uh, and I think some of the business authors as, as well, some of the best business authors out there are the ones that make that implementation uh, more readily accessible. So, yeah. So what kind of things then have you done to do that? And what kind of impact is that having on on you and the business? Well, one of the things that I did just recently, which I I really felt good about was I have online programs already on master key membership, which is the four keys to success. And also on just communication skills, which is my book, Are You My Flock? And I hosted a masterclass just recently and I offered everyone on my masterclass the opportunity to get into the vault, all of this training, all of these videos for a very special price while I was recreating things. And that was fun. That felt really good. And I'm excited to see them dive in and grab some ideas and actually just start using them. And some of those ideas I'll share with you today with your audience also, because I want people to be able to take one or two simple ideas and start to reframe how they do business so they get better results. And that things get fun, light, and easy. That's one of the things I really like to focus on is keep business fun, light, and easy. Because then you'll continue to do it. Yeah, and I think it's Richard Branson. I think I've mentioned this in other episodes. Richard Branson has a great quote, have fun and the money will come. Not have money and then the fun will come. Many of us find that is not a formula for success, is it? Have fun and then the money will come. So I love that. So... Many people who are perhaps listening to this might have online uh, platforms, online training, online courses, etc. And we see a lot of uh, these where you know it should be ninety nine dollars, it should be nine nine seven dollars, but today it's you know you can access the complete lab uh, for one dollar. Ryan Dice is a great person that does this on a on an ongoing basis, and I think a lot of us wait for the special deal, wait for that special access. Yeah. Uh, how have you overcome that where it's something that is seen as special rather than seen as just something that devalues what it is you're providing? 
I think the biggest key is really knowing who you're talking to and how they find value in something, you know, what is going to be engaging for them and then focusing on the change it can make for them. Because when you can add value to something, you don't need to discount it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I do with both all of my programs. They have additional value. There's maybe something in there that they'll never get anywhere else. And it's something that can make a difference in their results long-term and their life. So there's a high value, not just the to-dos, not just the directions, but the experience that they'll get and how it can change their life. That's how you get that value and that's how you get that buy-in. Yeah, sure. Rather than selling something for a buck, yeah. you know, yeah. because if there's no skin in the game, I've known this for years. When someone doesn't have any skin in the game, basically they haven't really paid much for anything. They're not going to get in and use it. We're all that way. Yeah, it's, it's ironic because you know, I go back to, to Ryan Dice, who uh, annoys me in so many ways because of the prolific emails that you get once you sign up for something. But he's also my my hero in the systems in email marketing and some of the training is exceptional. But yeah, mm-hmm. I have to admit, you know, I've I've signed up for quite a few of his one dollar, seven dollar programs, and I've used all of them. Nice. But I've signed up for an eight nine five course and I still haven't finished and worked through it. And that's probably about two years later. So it's because I and I think it goes back to what you were saying, BJ, because I found it too long. And it felt like it, I was never going to get to the point where I could implement it, where the, the $7 ones were quick, easy, easy to implement, so yeah, and fun to take part in. So, so actually, I did yeah. them. Yeah, the 895, yeah. is that wieldy? I'm still sat here looking at it thinking, that's a big mountain to climb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when there's too much content and there's not enough step-by-step direction, it can be very overwhelming. Very much. Yeah, definitely. So thinking about the book title that you've just given, what was the title of that book again? Are You My Flock? Are You My Flock? So uh, yeah, I keep sheep at home. Uh, some people might not know that. Uh, so I'm interested in the backstory behind that. You know, what what enabled you to use that, that title and what connection do you have to that? Well, um, in sales, I was in, I've been in sales for, you know, years. And the number one thing you need to learn in sales is how do I connect with my client, my prospect or my client, so that they want to do business with me, they want to purchase product or services from me. So I took a lot of personality profiling skills throughout all that training to learn about people. And I was birding with my daughter. She got me into bird watching. And as I'm watching birds and thinking about business naturally, because it runs in your head 24 seven, I went, oh my word, it would be so easy for people to understand personalities if it was correlated with something every day, like birds. And there's a saying that says birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if I were to say to you, oh, that that lady over there, she's a raptor. She's an eagle. Mm. You'd instantly have words that run through your mind. 
Yeah. Right. See, now, now that makes more sense. So we're talking flock of birds, not flock of sheep. So that's okay. We split, right. we split the yep. difference up. Yeah, great. And you're right. You would see the character, wouldn't you? You know, from a bird of prey to a songbird to a beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, multicolored bird that's you know all about right. the plumage. You know, you definitely see the different people, wouldn't you? There. Yep. It's easy. It's a language we already know in our mind. So you don't have to learn something new like letters and colors or, you know, even gems or other animals. Birds is just so universal. And so I picked four that were pretty easy for people to identify and went from there. So I'm going to ask you two, two questions here. And the first question is about the word flock. Because, you know, when you're talking about sales, a lot of people see the the need for humans to operate as a tribe, which really mm-hmm. is a different version of flock. But I actually think a tribe right. and the behavior of a tribe is very different to the behavior of a flock. Yes. Um, very, very different. Uh, and, and, you know, we see it with brands such as Harley Davidson uh, and other, you know, there are people who have those... Uh, real followers, real tribal followers. Um, but we also have the other brands which have the flock, which is all about helping each other, being like, with like similar people, but actually being one to help the many. What would you say, perhaps it's even covered in your book, is a difference between that tribal effect and the flock effect? That's a great question. I've seen it one other place. I think the difference is tribe is people that relate to who you are, what you believe in, um, what you stand for. They have a similar, um, they have a similar belief. You know, they have a similar feel like about the world or um, even politics or religion or just, you know, how you take care of your body. But a flock really has to do with their personality, their individual way of looking at a problem or an opportunity, not necessarily because of who you are, but because of who they are. So a flock would be more along the lines of a raptor that thinks really direct or a songbird that thinks kind of flighty and it looks like fun, Um, a heron who's going to be extremely detail-minded, analytical, And a dove who's going to look at things through how does it make a difference with you, you know, relationship driven. So it's a different, I think there's very different. Um, You can attract your own flock, but many times opposites attract. And that's where the tribe comes in because you have a similar value, a similar belief, a similar goal in life. You know, you're all headed a certain way. So in business, you might attract a, a, a tribe that all want to build their business together. They all want to make a difference in the world. That wouldn't necessarily be one flock. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose members of a tribe could be, you know, as you get the members of the tribe, they could be in very different flocks, couldn't because of the, exactly. the kind of people they are. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And they should be. Honestly, you need all four flocks in your world because each one brings a different value a different way of looking at things and a different skill set each flock has its own skill set yeah so if you my, my other question you've mentioned profiling uh, and 
you know, I, I use profiling occasionally. I've used it in my businesses a lot. And, in, and I love the simplicity of the disk profile. Um, yeah. And I know you've got Myers-Briggs, you know, um, my business coach put me onto the flip profile by Flip Flippen, um, which okay. is a very different one. Um, what's been your favorite? And I'm not saying the most productive because we all have different views of profiles, but which is the one that's been your favorite and which is the one that you used or have used the most other than perhaps your own? Oh, well, obviously my own is my favorite yeah. because it's yeah. easy. Um, yeah. And I would say the only other one that really stuck with me was one that I learned from Danny Johnson, who is a trainer in direct sales, and it was on gems. So the others like the Anagram, Myers and Brig, Disc Profile, Strengths Finder, all of them, you have to learn the language, and then you have to try and remember it. You know, if somebody says to you, "I'm an INTJ," you're like, "Okay, yes, that's nice, right?" Somebody says to you, "You know, I'm a high I or I'm a high D," or and you're like, "Okay, that's nice," but if someone were to say to you, "I'm a pearl." you might have a little different feel for that because a pearl is soft, it's valuable, it's beautiful, it's yeah. white. So there again, dove, soft, yeah. beautiful, white, gentle. So that I would say is probably my number one personality profile that led me to really create my own because again, it was a little more intuitive and it was easy for people to understand. It was easy for people to explain if you can't easily explain how you identify people and how you know what language they speak and how to move authentically lovingly compassionately into that language then you don't really know it no no and i can see you you're right you know i have people say oh i'm a high s or i'm a high i d most people know in disc that that's that's the dominance factor but the others, right. people very often get confused of what the letters actually stand for, you know. Uh, right. So, yeah, and I've had people say, oh, I'm a high D, I'm a high detail person. Well, actually, that's not what the D stands for, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, misinterpretation, definitely. Yes. The, the other question then, um, Alaska, okay. Um, yeah, I, I've had people on the podcast from all around the world and – very often there are differences in the way that businesses operate in different parts of the world, but there are also things in common. Could you give us a couple of examples of perhaps how the how you see the businesses that are based in Alaska uh, differ and how perhaps some of them have things in common with the rest of the world? Give us a bit of an insight into that. Okay. I would say one of the ways that they're different is a little bit more isolated. Um, mm from what I see, they're a little bit more local focused, not necessarily globally focused, a lot of them from what I've seen. Um, the one way that they can be the same is because when we had the pandemic, everybody went online. Yeah. So doing these Zoom podcasts and Zoom interviews and, and Zoom coaching, all of that became normal. And that's the one way that we can all play on the same field or a level field is that so much is online and it's accepted and it's still effective. But other than that, I would say what I see locally is of course, it's just a little bit, yeah. you know, a little bit more small focus or, or locally focused because yeah, 
a lot of the businesses are just in small areas. Yeah, and it's interesting because I think you're, you're absolutely right, and nobody's mentioned that before that the the online accessibility certainly has been a leveler because of the pandemic. And yeah. whether you're in India, Hawaii, New Zealand, Turkey, you know, all the various people that I've spoken to um, have all had that same access to information to their clients, etc. And I suppose it's the opportunity that we take of that, isn't it? You know, we can still decide yes. to be serving local people, but we now have mm -hmm. that access to a much more wider audience, uh, certainly. Right. So the, when I asked the, the question, the answer you gave led me to sort of think that not all of your clients are in Alaska. So what? tell us a little bit about the variety of industries and where those industries are located then that you work with. And tell us a little bit more about how people can get in touch with you. Okay. Um, I do a lot of networking. Mm -hmm. So I end up meeting people from all over the world like you, Simon. Yeah. And I offer retreats. And so a lot of my clients from different places in the world will come for a retreat, a business retreat, because it gives them two things. It gives them the way to explore something new, learn some new skill sets, relax and take care of themselves and still write it off as a business expense. So I've had clients from all over that will come for retreats. I do retreats on the Alaska, or excuse me, on the Oregon coast up here in Alaska. I've done retreats internationally because I've been doing retreats now for almost 10 years, nine or 10 years. And uh, it just gives people an opportunity to travel with a purpose and go home with some new insights, some new skill sets. So online makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've never been on a retreat, by the way, BJ, but I, oh. I'm a great believer in traveling with a purpose. So I used to be heavily involved in sponsoring motorcycle racing. And I would use the motorcycle racing as an excuse to travel. So I would go to Malaysia to watch the motorbike racing. You know, go to Spain to watch the motor. So traveling with a purpose. And of course, because we sponsored motorbike racing, yeah, you know, I would, you know, my accountant sometimes disagreed, put that through as a business expense as well, because it's how we got some of our business through the sponsorship of the motorcycle racing. Uh, sometimes I'd stretch it. Malaysia was a bit of a stretch for him to put that through <laughs> as a business expense. But I think, I think we should all look at doing something with a purpose. You know, yesterday I spent eight hours on an exercise bike one for my health, but also as a challenge to raise money That's for charity. Right. So, That's so right. I think if we can have a purpose through most things that we do in our life and in our business, then we're so much more successful because of that. I don't know what your thoughts are on that because it's the purpose that gives us the passion and the enthusiasm for it, isn't it? Yes. If you don't have a purpose, you won't get out of bed. No. Everybody needs to have a purpose to get out of bed, put one foot in front of the other, and whether that's business or personal, usually it's a mix of both, but yes, yeah. purpose gives you life. Good. So how can people find out more about you? You mentioned you know, the book. Tell us a little bit about what where you'd like the listeners to go to connect with you and find out more about you or to grab a copy of the book, etc. And we'll make sure these okay. are all in the show notes as well. I would say the easiest place is to go to pop mindset, P-O-P mindset.com. That stands for the power of the personal mindset, because I know if you don't start with what's going on in your head, the rest of your business plans are not going to come together. Uh, but you can find more about me. You can find it. Um, this podcast will be posted there uh, when it's done. And the book, 
is available. It comes in a pop-up on the first page, but you can learn about the retreats, other classes I have, anything. Popmindset.com. Great. Now, as somebody, I've just made an admission, I've never been on a retreat. So I'm sure there are other people listening to this that might be the same. What one thing would you say to us that we should consider essential to actually go on a retreat? What, what would you say should motivate us and give us purpose to do that? You really want to learn one or two new skill sets that will help your sales, help your business grow, and still be fun, light, and easy, because that's what you'll learn on our retreat. You, need, you want to learn something new. And I would have to put with that, you want to travel. You want yeah. to see Alaska, or you want to go somewhere new. Because when you put the two of them together and you're learning in a great environment, you're having a good time, you're relaxed, your brain is open, you will yeah. really benefit. Yeah, great. Well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of skiing. And if, if I could find a retreat in Europe that actually had skiing <laughs> and a retreat going together, then that would tick both of my boxes uh, as well. It's interesting. <laughs> about five years ago, I had a left hip replaced. And when I had it replaced, the surgeon said, okay, well, now you've had it replaced, what, do, what, what would you like to do with it? You know, what would you like to achieve? And I said, well, I want to get back on the horse and horse riding uh, and skiing. And the surgeon turned around and said, well, I don't get many people that I replace hips. Bear in mind, most of them in their 70s and 80s say they want right. to go skiing on their new hip. I said, I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to try this thing out and see what it's like on the ski slopes. <laughs> Uh, because I, I was so restricted for so long, it did affect my skiing. Where now everything is so much better. I, you know, I can do yoga, I can do cycling. Yeah, life is so much better. Nice. So yeah, skiing retreat that that would get me in there <laughs> straight away. Um, so if if you could give the listeners, BJ, uh, one tip, one lesson that they could take away that uh, is fun and easy, and most importantly, something that they can implement within the next few days or the next few weeks. What would you like to share with the listeners today? I would say start watching people. When you go to the store, when you go to the bank, you go to the post office, wherever you go, start watching people and ask yourself who they remind you of when it comes to the birds. There's four flocks. There's a raptor, which is your eagles, your hawks, your vultures, your owls. You've got herons, great blue herons, or egrets, which are detail-minded. Yeah. You've got songbirds, which are fun-loving, and you've got doves, which are community-driven. I mean, they really love to be with people. So watch the actions of people and how they're dressed and start mm -hmm. to ask yourself, what would I, you know, who would I, you know, who would I think they are as far as a flock and how do they think so that you can begin to be aware of people. And then as your curiosity builds, grab the book and you'll learn how to speak their language. Great. And before we sign off, the title of the book again. Are You My Flock? You Personality my... Profiling Made Fun and Easy. Great. There you go. So final question then. Uh, well, actually, final business question. So I've got one more question just to tease you with. From a point of view of flock, you've mentioned there, you know, the raptors, the, the dove, etc., the the heron and the songbird. Which one do I fall into? <laughs> People ask me that all the time. And I would <laughs> I have bet. to say, 
It, well, if, first of all, I would not just put you in a box without getting to know you just a little bit easier, okay. a little bit better. But um, if I were to guess, I would say probably hair and runs pretty strong. Okay. And behind that, maybe Raptor driven, focused. I would, I would say that's pretty good. Yeah. And, and again, I, I, I love this way that we can actually connect it to the type of birds as well, because that's very, very um, interesting to see the comparison, because we understand the behaviours of those birds, don't we, as well? So it connects perfectly. Okay, so, yep, yep. I'll, go, I'll go with that one then. So <laughs> fi final question. You're going to have your next tea. You're going to have your next um, uh, cup of tea, uh, black in a dream location and with your favorite business book yeah as an author yourself I, I usually ask this of authors where would it be and what would be your favorite business book that you're reading Ooh. you know i think i would i would have some english breakfast tea with russell brunson in paris at a outside cafe, and I would pick his brain. Yeah, yeah, and Russell Brunson is actually on my list. I'd love to get him as a guest on the podcast as well. I've seen him uh, a few times. I think the only thing, BJ, is that you'd actually have to have quite a large cafe because he'd probably bring all of his kids with him as well. I know. So he's, he's got he quite a large would. family, hasn't he? <laughs> 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 but, but a fascinating guy and such a speed he goes at as well, doesn't he? You know, it's a million miles mm -hmm. now. So I, I, I'm with you on that. And I'd love to see him actually settle down, see what he's like when he's not going at a million miles an hour. That would be a really good insight, wouldn't it? To see what he's like as a person outside mm -hmm. of that. Well, if you read his book and you read his stories or one of his books, you'll start to get a picture of who he really is mm. and how he's been pushed into the yeah. limelight yeah yeah certainly but it's fun it's interesting yeah. so russell brunson what is your favorite book of his then well i'm actually reading the first one um dot com secrets okay i've which never is read that he's one he's just really diving into yeah. yeah yeah it's deep i mean all of his books they're huge they take forever to read but there's a ton of information in there and you just have to digest a little at a time and go, hmm, what can I do with that? Yeah. What can I do with that? Yeah, yeah. No. So that's it. Dot com secrets. Russell Brunson calming him down, having a coffee. Oh, sorry, having a tea in Paris. In Paris. Sounds, sounds perfect. Perfect. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for giving us such insights. Thank you for getting us to think about people watching uh, and that profiling against those bird types and you know just give us a website again where every listener should go and check you out popmindset.com p-o-p p-o-p mindset all one word dot com go and check that out yep. grab a copy of the book as well and uh, yeah see what you have to offer thank you so much for being an amazing guest and thank you for sharing such insights with us as well it's been an absolute pleasure thank you simon i appreciate it it's an honor and, and of course, thank you for helping me serve my challenge of actually having somebody on the podcast from Alaska as well. That's it. You're welcome. My bucket list is now ticked one, one tick further. There listeners, you go. Listeners, all you need to do now is go and leave us a review. Tell us what you thought of this episode. Tell us what you've done 
terms of people that you've viewed and how you've put them into that flock profiling as well. And of course, subscribe so you get to know when the next episode is coming out. And as always, I look forward to having you listen to the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.